0: What's up, man? Welcome to the Touchdown Hoedown. I'm your host, The Degenerate75. We'll be doing our final thoughts for the NFL slate this week. In case you're just finding me, new guy, I'm a high limit DFS player who's helping you try not to suck at this. I focus on golf, college football, and most importantly, NFL football. So if you like the cut of my jib, Come check, all it all. check it all out. See all this shit up here? Come check it out. You might like it. You might like it. Uh, so without further ado, let's get going. The first place we're always going to start is with contest selection. I'm telling you, man, this is where so many of you are blowing your money. If you want me to help you to quit sucking at this stuff, you're going to have to get better at not playing these donkey dick contests. There's, there's rule number one, you mother father. All right. Here you go. 28% of all the money in this contest goes to first place. In the Millionaire Maker. Don't play in it. If you want to throw two lineups in it and have fun because you have that kind of bankroll, do it. But don't be mad when you're depositing 100 bucks every week when you're throwing your three, four, five contests on that and blowing your money. If you would want to play 100 bucks, go play these $100 single entries. Go play two dollars single entries. Uh, if, if that's too expensive for you, go check out the $12 single entries. Go do the $33 five maxes. Focus on contests where only 10% of the money goes to first and then 10% of tenth goes to that. Also, check out contests where you ha- you can enter the same number of lineups as everybody else in it. If you get tired of me saying this every fucking week, well then start listening. All right? I'm sorry. I get a little fired up, man. You're just giving away money when you play in these poorly structured contests. And I'm trying to help you. That's the you could be a you could be a complete asshole at making lineups. If you just pick better contest selections, that right there will save you 30% of your bankroll per year. All right. There you go. Hey, speaking of contests, I'm doing one. Completely free to get in. It's right down in the description. Just go click in it. Winner of the contest gets a free $20 ticket with me next week. We'll make it together. Split the profits 50-50. We'll put it in the Millionaire Maker, so it could be a cool, you know, I don't know, half a million bucks for you. Completely free. No strings attached. So just go hop in it if you want to play. Just growing it and trying to grow the, the 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 community. That's all. So if you like that, do it. Uh, also, if you like, if you also uh, go, go drop a like and a sub. We're almost to five thousand. I'm gonna do a huge giveaway when we get to five thousand. That's five thousand between Twitter and YouTube. We're, we're not quite there on YouTube yet. All right, this is a quick overview of the slate. We're just gonna go over some news, some plays, some stacks, some strategy, and then we're gonna get the f out of here because these shows, when they're an hour long, no one wants to watch them. When they're fifteen to twenty minutes, that's the sweet spot. So let's get going. We're just gonna go game by game. This Carolina-Atlanta game, um, no one's going to want to play it. A 41-point total is really low. Two offenses that have been struggling. However, there is news here that is relevant to us as DFS players. Deontay Foreman uh, is going to probably be a bell cow this week. Obviously, they already traded Christian McCaffrey last week. And then you have Chuba Hubbard, uh, who's also out this week. So Deontay Foreman is in line for a big workload. Now, you could say, I don't care about getting a big workload from a shitty offense. Fair point, brother. Fair point. But he did look pretty good last week when he was splitting time with Chuba. So if he can keep up that efficiency, he is a really good play. There's this narrative going around the community about DJ Moore and how they are trying to... um, make him appealing so they can also trade him and get some pieces. So there's this, uh, th- this conspiracy theory that, Ooh, they're going to get him the ball more. Well, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that he's still got PJ Walker throwing in the ball. So if you want to go play 21% DJ Moore, you go right on ahead, Bob, I'll fucking pass. Um, I do think that Atlanta, uh, it just feels like Drake Lennon or Kyle Pitts is due for a big game. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know if you ever want to play somebody because they're due, but these guys are you know, big talents. The problem is, is Atlanta only passing the ball like 20 times a game, legit 20 times a game. So you know, even if they're getting 25% of the market share, that's still only five targets a game. So it's really hard to love anybody in this game. And in my opinion, it's definitely not a stackable game hey the Bears actually show the pulse do the the Bears have like a functional offense because if they do this game gets really appealing if we can start counting on Justin Fields to push the tempo and you know run in a touchdown and maybe be able to throw a forward pass you know past eight yards and it actually get caught by a receiver Chicago starts to become really appealing because their defense isn't very good so they're going to give up points the problem with Chicago is they don't ever push the other team uh, for them to continue scoring points and this week if you don't know the mega chalk play is Tony Pollard because Zeke Elliott it is out, and with uh, with Zeke being out, everybody just always assumes that oh man, if Tony Pollard was ever started, he'd be the best ever. But what people don't understand about guys like Tony Pollard is like they've been so good because they are that change of pace back. They do a they they have a different skill set than the lead back, and so when they come in, they 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 do great. But then when it's all theirs, they're not as efficient as you're used to them being. Everybody thinks, well, if he does that good on twelve touches, imagine how good he'll do on twenty touches. And that math doesn't always cross over so this week you know last week the mega chalk was josh jacobs but josh jacobs is used to that role right that is what he always does this is tony pollard in a separate role so i will tell you tell you buyer beware i love tony pollard just as much as anybody but it's uh it's a little bit different when he's changing roles and then you're expecting him to continue to have that efficiency i agree against the bears is a good spot 20 touches against the bears great spot but You know what? There is a chance that maybe he's just not as efficient as we're hoping. Maybe Dallas just passes all over him and CeeDee Lamb goes for 35. Something to consider. Uh, Michael Gallup, bounce back city, right? Got me a big old zero all over my lineups last week. So I know if I fade him this week, he's got a 30-burger in him. Uh, So watch out for things like that. If everybody wants to go play Tony Pollard in this game, be open to playing Lamb, Schultz, uh, or Gallup. And uh, honestly, I think you could do worse than a $5,200 Justin Fields. He actually showed a pulse uh, in primetime the other night. Next game, Miami-Detroit. We'll just call this Chalk Central. Everybody wants to play this game. I mean, you can just see the projected ownership on the guys in this game. It is insane. Uh, But here's what I would point out to you. Look at how often these guys are showing up in the optimizer rate. The answer is not near as much as they're being owned. So, you know, I understand if you have FOMO. Fear of missing out and you don't want to miss out on this game. Um, You know, like we've seen it before. We saw it with uh, Seattle and Detroit three or four weeks ago. Uh, Everybody had that game targeted and it shot out and you had to have that game. You had to have that game stacked to win any real GPPs that week. However game uh, the, you just got to be cautious playing a game that's this chalky because the, the, it's going to be guys in this game are going to be 20 percent owned uh, the whole if you just completely faded this game you would and it, it just kind of ends up being both teams spinning their wheels you've legit blocked out well over half of all the lineups in that GPP now you could say well what are the chances it's not going to shoot out okay well then how about you go get into this game and you get pieces that nobody wants how about instead of running the two a stack that everybody's so in love with you go run a golf stack. Right? How about that? How about that? How about you just go play DeAndre Swift or something like that, or just go take a small piece of the game like Hawkinson. These guys that are going to be lower on pieces who are still in this environment. So if it does shoot out, you have a piece of it, and then you just hope you get the right pieces and they're counterfeiting everybody else's. Right? That's just the way. To, that's a way to think about it. Uh, instead of going and playing the two stack, go play Raheem Mostert. Although I think he's going to be pretty chalky too. By and large, I would just say I'm not so sure that I can't – like this isn't a game I just can't miss out on. And so because of that, there's other games that I'm going to look to get it in on. But if you're going to get in on this game, I think you got to go really heavy. Like uh, if you want to play two of stacks, I would legit make that maybe one of your two stacks you do all week because you're going to have to play so many of them to have leverage on your two of stacks that you really can't be mixing in three, four quarterback stacks into your player pool. Here's one that's right next to it. I think this will probably be the, cho- the second chalkiest game of the week. You know Josh Jacobs was mega chalk last week, and he delivered. So I would not surprise me if he comes in very nicely owned again this week. However, DK did give him quite the bump in salary. He's up a full $1,000 to 7500 now. Uh, this game has a lot of appealing parts. Uh, the Raiders have shown that they can move the ball. They can have big offensive games, and the Saints actually have a functional offense. And the best part is, is it's mainly run through Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara. Now, you still got to hold out that like you know dumpster fire. Andy Dalton's going to get anybody there, but if he does, he's very stackable with Jawan Johnson, Olave, and uh, Kamara. Or you go run a Raider stack, and you have all kinds of very appealing runback options with the Saints. So this is a game I'm interested in. Um, uh, I, I would you know this one. I feel like you're going to get a discounted ownership than you are from that Miami Detroit game, and I feel like this game has just as high of a chance of shooting out because Andy Dalton. Yeah, he does suck. But I don't think he is like hopeless suck. And in the right environment, he can he can you know move the ball and get some touchdowns. Let's get over to this game. Pretty ugly win, New England versus the Jets. Um, I mean, what's going on with this? Uh, there's there's some nice pieces in this game, but like I just don't think this is a game you can stack with a forty point total. They're going to play slow. Both teams are going to run the ball. Both teams take pride in trying to grind it out on the uh, on the ground and play defense. However, to just say, oh, well, that's a low-scoring game, I don't want any parts of that, I think is a little short-sighted. I, to, to ignore what Ramondre Stevenson is doing, as a, as a running back, he has got to be one of the five most efficient running backs in the NFL. He has a nose for the end zone. He catches the ball. And Jesus, the guy seems like he can run for 100 yards every single week and get you that bonus. So you've got to be considering him. And at 6400 he is still underpriced. He is a $7,000 running back, even whenever uh, Damian Harris is playing. He's basically surpassed him. He is clearly the more talented back. And then on the other side, you've got to look at Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson at 4,200. You'd be a fool not to consider him because as you start making your lineups and you get down there and you're like, Hey, I need that cheap punt receiver to make this lineup work. There are none, right? You don't want to be playing the third wide receiver in shitty offenses. So when you can get a legit wide receiver, one, even in a broken offense, like the jets, Garrett Wilson is a legit talent, a first round pick. uh, And he's already shown that he can have big games. I feel like those are two pieces. If you want to run a little mini correlated stack makes a lot of, sense. This is probably the trickiest game on the slate. I think that Jalen Hurts is without question the best quarterback play on the slate. You would ask yourself, why would you not just play Jalen Hurts in every one of your lineups? He delivers every week. He has such a safe floor with his legs and he has a huge upside uh, because of the Phillies offense being uh, being efficient and him having that rushing upside. And so because of that, why would you not play Jalen Hurts? Well, the answer is simple. There is a chance that this game is 28 to three in the third quarter and Philly just gives up. But then on the flip side of that, if Philly scored 28 points, you probably got to think Jalen Hurts got there unless Miles Sanders is going to come in and uh, vulture all his touchdowns. So I can't imagine I'm going to have too many lineups that don't have either Jalen Hurts or Miles Sanders in it because it just feels like one of those guys is going to go off. Uh, And if I run Jalen Hurts, I love running uh, skinny Jalen Hurts stacks. Stacking with Dallas Goddard or because a skinny stack is one, right? Stacking with AJ uh, or if you really want to go crazy, stacking with uh, Devontae. And I think those are all legitimate. Uh, and believe it or not, the Steelers actually have some reasonable runback options. Friar Deontay Johnson, if these guys can get any action score, a touchdown or two, now you're dancing in the streets naked because not only are your runback guys getting touchdowns, but they're pushing Philly and continuing getting Philly running their offensive aggressively well into the fourth quarter, and that's what you need. If you get like a you know 28-21 a, a game out of this, you're probably going to be in a good spot if you have a bunch of Jalen Hurts tags. So this one, uh, people I think are going to look at that total. They're going to fear the blowout, but just, just know Jalen Jalen Hurts is the best play on this slate and it's not even close. Uh, probably my favorite game. We we keep seeing these totals 51 and a half, 49 and a half, but no one wants to play this one at 49. It has such lower ownership relative to the other high games. And Justin Jefferson uh, Justin Jefferson is just the best play of this week. I, I will die on this hill. Yes, he is uh, 9100 is a little too pricey. However, he always performs better at home. He is due i hate to say that again but he is due for a monster game uh and he's playing arizona who's been giving up points left and right this year i will give arizona credit when deandre hopkins came back their offense looked different it looked better they're actually being creative and coming up with ways to get this guy the ball so i am very okay running a kyler stack with hopkins and running it back with jefferson and there's so much great value at running back this week beyond uh with pollard and deontay foreman and uh, there's There's a handful of other ones that that this becomes a very viable game to stack, and I feel like this game has just as much uh, uh, shootout equity as the the Las Vegas and Miami game. Yet no one's going to play it. So this just seems like a great game to stack for me. And the best part, the hidden fact that nobody will talk about, is this is an early slate game. And so based on how you do in this, gives you a lot of flexibility to go pivot in the afternoon. If you smash with these with these you know lower owned pieces, well now you just go hop on the chalk in the afternoon. If your pieces don't get there, well you still have punt. Equity in the afternoon where you can just go take some flyers right so because of that i love this game this is one that i will be looking to stack just because of the total and the pieces in it tennessee and houston um i mean this it's pretty gross it's a pretty gross game these games just always seem like they're 21 to 17 no one ever goes ham but anytime that you see Derrick Henry low-owned, I don't know if he's going to be 13%. That honestly seems a little high. I think he's going to be more like 10%. Anytime Derrick Henry gets under 10%, especially against a slapdick team like Houston, you got to start considering him, right? You know he's got, you know he's got a 40-burger in him coming up soon, and uh, if, 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 who's a better candidate for that than Houston, right? So because of that, you got to be warm to him. you got to be warm to Pierce, but outside of that... I just don't like anybody in this game. It's they're just they're just slow methodical teams and whenever you're running fewer plays, let me go ahead and blow your mind. You you score fewer points in fantasy. Crazy, right? I know. So this is a game I'm not really after, but once again, it's one of those games that if you just completely ignore everybody in it, I don't think you're playing DFS the correct way. Uh, Washington, Indianapolis people are going to see this as the lowest total on the on the uh, slate and they're going to be like well I'm not playing that, they both have shitty quarterbacks but I'm, I'm just telling you Sam Ellinger is a tough mother father he went to Texas and fuck Texas, I don't care anything about Texas but Sam Ellinger is a real quarterback and Sam Ellinger has weapons we already know Jonathan Taylor is elite, he hasn't been great this year but we know he's an elite talent and we know that they have functional wide receivers Michael Pittman Jr. is very very good probably a borderline wide receiver one in the NFL Alex Pierce has been very good uh, really started to show some potential as a rookie um, there is a path that you could run some really nice Colt stacks here and the best part about a Colt stack is that it's so cheap you can go get expensive parts of other games you can go run a Hopkins and Jefferson from this game or a Devontae Adams and Kamara from this game if you're stacking the Colts and with Johan Dodson from the Redskins out excuse me the commanders I'm, I'm, I'm old school man They're, they'll always be the Redskins to me you mother father With the Commanders, uh, Dotson's out. So, you know, a guy like Curtis Samuel is probably going to get more usage. Terry McLaurin is always live to be your 1% guy that gets 35 points. So because of that, this game has my interest. I You know, especially when I know that everybody in this game is going to be lower owned just because they're going to see that total and not understand that that total is just Vegas trying to guess what people think that it's going to be. And if people have this perception, both these offenses are inefficient. they have to put out a moderate over under. I don't know if that's really reflective because neither of these teams, I think, have like World class, um, world class defenses. And if you don't know, the Colts have been passing more than anybody in the NFL. And uh, Sam Ellinger has uh, some really good legs. That sounds weird, <laughs> he runs well. That's what we're trying to say here. The Giants in Seattle, my god, um, it, it seems like the Seattle loves over. I think Kenneth Walker uh, is going to be high on this week, but as you can see, he's literally like the one of the most negative leverage plays on the slate this week. The Giants actually have a pretty good good defense this year. Um, DK Metcalf looks like he's going to be out, so I've heard some uh, Noah Fant talk. I don't understand how that's correlated. Um, I'm out on this game. If I'm playing part of this game, give me Wandell, give me Barkley, and if you really, really want to be gross, you're playing, you want like a really sick stack. How about a Barkley, Wandell, Dan, Dan, Danny Dimes stack that's a gross one right but other than that man this game just it, it just doesn't feel like it's going to get there even though it has a moderate total of 44 and a half it just doesn't seem like a game that's going to shoot out very well so I'm not interested And then lastly, the San Francisco uh, Rams game. This is one I did. The ownership is just crazy low across the board. And I think there are some amazing pieces in this. First of all, if you don't know Debo Samuels out, which really changes things up for San Francisco, because right there, he usually gets somewhere between five and eight carries a game. So you have to assume those carries are going to go somewhere. We're going to probably make the safe assumption. They're going to Christian McCaffrey. So if you want to be early on the Christian McCaffrey party, this could be a great week to get there. Maybe. And then, and then, if you really want to get weird, go run it back with with a uh, Matthew Stafford stack, right? Because you know Matthew Stafford, all of his usage is going to go through Higby and Cup, okay. And then, if you do that, you can run it back with McCaffrey. And if you really want to get gross, George Kittle. George Kittle is due for one of those 30 burgers, and if you don't know, his production as a fantasy asset goes way up when Debo Samuel's out. I think that he is one of the best plays on this slate. Why he's only 5.5% in the optimals, I don't know. I think this is one of those sneaky afternoon games. If my early games don't work out, this will be the one I'll pivot to. I will pivot to some Stafford stacks and some Garoppolo stacks. you are like, that's gross. Those will never hit. Well, if my lineup's already dead, it doesn't fucking matter now, does it, right? I'm just trying to get back in min cash at that point, you mother father. So, when I make my lineups, I will be aware that if things go bad early I'm pivoting to this game if things are going well early I'm gonna I'm just gonna go grab all the chalky pieces in the afternoon that's what I'm gonna do Hey, if you're one of those people that uh, that that doesn't have time to like live in this computer and do all this shit like I do, over on my Discord, I make this. It's called the Rosetta Stone, where I highlight the best games to attack, go out with all the correlation plays, the stacks, everything they need to know. Guys, we're watching for injury. Uh, give them the ownership, so you can just kind of look at this and make lineups without having to sort through all the hundreds and hundreds of players. Uh, all of this is available over through uh, my uh, Discord, which is through the Patreon, which you'll find right down in the right down here in the description. So if you're interested, you like the cut of my jib. Come check it out. It is quite the community over there, you mother father. And uh, it's growing every day. Um, Some people just over there because they like the community. Some people like the extra content I give them. But uh, uh, some people just want to support the cause. So if that's you, do it. Lastly, tell a friend about me, man. Uh, YouTube algorithm hates me. So the best way that people find me is people telling their friends about me. Uh, You can also follow me on Twitter. And I'm very accessible. So don't be afraid to shoot me a DM. I keep the DMs open on Twitter. I'm not one of those guys like, I'm too busy to talk to you. So if you uh, reach out to me, I will give you a thoughtful, um, uh, you know. Uh reply with you know in a timely manner right and don't forget to go hop in that uh contest completely free no strings attached it's not like you have to give me your email or anything like that to play in it so there you go man that is uh it i hope you kick some ass this week uh i gotta get off here me and john galt jd gotta go do our live stream for the discord so i hope you've enjoyed this show i hope you kick some ass this week and i hope you enjoy my outro